everyone's sensitive to everything. And for, for boys, it's kind of not okay to be a man today. When I used to go down and play soccer and basketball and, and run around with my friends most of the day, uh, they, their social skills is online. Getting pushed to the place where you go, wow, I didn't even know I could do that. Why you spend 20 years failing and being confused and going around in circles when you can learn that when you're 15? You're a man living in the modern world in a time when men and manhood are not what they once were. You live life on your own terms. You're self-sufficient. You think for yourself and you march to the beat of your own drum. When life knocks you down, you get back up because in your gut, you know that's what men do. You're a badass and a warrior. And on the days when you forget, we are here to remind you who you really are. Welcome to Cyberman Podcast. I'm your man, Nikki Ballou. We have a very special guest here for you today. Today's guest is Avi Nakash. Avi is a former uh, soldier in the Israeli army. He has been a entrepreneur in the field of real estate and construction, a very successful one. He has been a top leader in personal development. He was a seminar leader at Landmark Worldwide for many years. And for the past 10 plus years, he has been a top leader in the world of doing work with men and for men. He is the creator of the inimitable and iconic game day training. Good to have you here, Avi. Hey, how you doing? Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm good, man. So today we want to talk about teenagers. Yeah. So, Nikash, um, let's get the ball rolling. What is it that as men we need to know about teenagers and why does it matter? Well, I think the first question could be, you know, why do we need to talk to anybody about anything, right? Um, you know, you and I have been involved in personal development for many years. Um, so first of all, the question is why, right? Why do we why do we have to need to even engage in, in something like that? Mm. And, um, you know, for me, the question, the, the answer is, well, I'm committed to a lot of big things in my life. And um, I noticed that I'm not getting them easily. So I, I looked around and see, well, uh, you know, there is wisdom in the world. How do we get the things we want? How do we get the life we want? And lately it's been, how do we get to be the men we want to be? And uh, when you ask these kind of questions, you start to see that uh, in the way that we are designed, there are many things in the way of getting what we want. Otherwise, everyone would have it. I mean, you probably know better than me. How many people are going to retire financially free? Very um, few. How many people are going to retire not dependent on pharmaceutical drugs? Very um, few. Very few. How many people are going to be in enlivening, empowering relationships? And then how many people are going to have all three? Very, very, very few. These are the kind of questions most people turn away from. They don't really want to know. They want to be hopeful. They want to watch uh, all kinds of videos on how to do this and how to do that. But 
the real life statistics are chances are we're not going to get the life we want unless we get to work. So when you look at that and you go, okay, so what are the fundamentals? What are the basics that I need to have in order to have the life I want? You start to talk about things like commitment and discipline and integrity and honor and um, dedication. And that kind of puts you in the world of, okay, well, then I have two choices. I can do, I can live comfortably and I can uh, surrender to my addictions, bad habits. Uh, I can surrender to what's in fashion right now. Or I can figure out which direction do I want to go and get committed to it and find good teachers that will take me in that direction because I don't want to be a statistics. So this is why anybody does personal work, probably. Now we're talking about teens. And uh, my experience has been, it's always been the same when you talk to people it's like, wow, I wish that I knew this a long time ago. I wish that I knew all these things and I was trained and I knew the principles and I found out my weaknesses a long time ago so I can deal with them then, not wait till I'm 30, 40, 50 to start dealing with my life. And then now there's a lot to turn around. So that's that's one thing. And, you know, if you love your teens... And if you have compassion for teens today, at least you can make it available for them. So you don't really have to go through a divorce to find out about what works with women. You don't have to get really ill to find out what works with your health. And you don't have to get bankrupt over and over and over again to find out what works with finances. So why not give them that edge? Why not give them the, that benefit? And um, they don't have to go, they don't have to do life the hard way like most people have. So this is this is the motivation. You know, we know this, we've done this, we've gone through it. I spend the last 25 years of my life looking in the mirror and going, well, what is it about me that has me fail? And uh, for all the things that I've gathered, I would like to give that gift to teens. Mm -hmm. So this is the background. This is the background of why should we talk to teens? Why should we put them through a program? Um, you know, one of the things that we do is we do a rite of passage from boy to men. Most teens are not going to do that rite of passage on their own. It doesn't exist in our culture. So they'll end up being mature boys for a long, long time, sometimes forever, until, or until they get hit in the face with something really painful that will make them have to become men. But, you know, that could be in their 30s, 40s, 50s. Why not give them that choice earlier? Um, any questions so far? Yeah, there's a lot to unpack. Um, so... You talk about looking in the mirror and asking questions. You know, the great Tony Robbins says that the quality of your life is determined fundamentally by the quality of the questions you ask of yourself on a day-to-day -day basis, right? So 
you know, the question that you asked yourself was, um, what is it about me that has me fail? And I think that's a good question, but I think it maybe you need to add a corollary to that is what is it about me that I need to shift so that I win? I think yeah. that's a powerful way to phrase it that, you know, it's important to understand what's not working, but I think there's got to be a lot of time also to be put on what is working. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that. And how do you get this? Cause I got a couple teenage sons. I got a 17 year old and my other boy's going to turn 15 and just over a month, March the 12th. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I am committed to having these boys be set up to win in life. Yeah. What is it that I need to do? Men like me need to do to have these boys be excited about partaking in this inquiry. Well, first of all, uh, you're already doing it. I mean, you yourself being an example of, hey, I participate in personal development. I do a lot of work. I read a lot of books. I'm interested in what makes life work for people. That's number one. Uh, you know, they're going to watch you and they're going to be, they're going to say at some point, they're going to say, I want to be like dad. So my dad always loved sports. My dad always loved nature and walking around and watching sports, doing sports. I didn't, he didn't have to talk me into it. I love sports and I'm going to love sports for the rest of my life uh, because of him. Yeah. And the other questions are very good questions. And I think they go hand to hand. Well, one question is, what am I great at naturally? A lot of people take them a long time to, to find that out. What am I great at? And what do I need to shift in order to have the life I want? That goes hand in hand, you know? So uh, we definitely, anyone that wants to find, to, to wants to go on the path of the life that I want to live, uh, they need to ask themselves that questions and then things open up. Now with teens today, they have extra challenges that I never had. Um, I know, I know a lot of, I mean, I know a lot of parents that have teens and the amount of hours they spend looking at a screen, they kind of spend their childhood and teen years, which I remember is wonderful years looking at a screen very much in fashion today, um, which makes them eat, you know, many of them overeat, many of them eat stuff they shouldn't eat because they live an unhealthy lifestyle, uh, social skills. You know, when I used to go down and play soccer and basketball and, and run around with my friends most of the day, uh, they their social skills is online many times. What happens when you hit the real world and you have to get a job with talk to people and be with people? What happens when you want to ask a girl out on a date and go be one-on-one -on, -one on a real date with a girl? What happens then? They have challenges that we, that our challenges were, were much less than that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, being with people, um, being physical, playing on a team, and at the same time, learning about the fundamentals of what makes life work. See, teens will tell you, I don't have to tell them what they want. They know what they want. They'll tell you what they want. I just know how to deliver what they want to them, which uh, mostly does not exist in school, mostly does not exist on YouTube. 
Um, that happens in your getting together with, with other teens, playing games and learning about themselves and learning about how do I be successful in real life with interactions with people. So that's what we're up to. Um, so I think screens are the devil. <laughs> I, I really do. And I use screens and I'm distracted by them and they can be very useful, but for kids, they're the devil. They're like crack cocaine. It, it's yeah. important to actually take those screens away from them for good chunks of the day. Yeah. 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 Um, well, you know, you and I, we use screens and we know there was a life before screens. So screens are something in our life. Teenagers were born into screens. They don't even know another life that's not screens. And for them to be taken away from screens, like they, they have a very, very fine line between reality and online. And some of them don't have that line at all. We, yeah. we at least know the difference. So that's something they have to deal with that, that this generation. Mm -hmm. When they talk to people, they text sometimes and they think that I just talked to someone. It's very different than talking to someone. Um, playing video games is not the same as playing physical games outside. No, it's not. For some of them, they don't have that distinction. They think I played and I talked to people. They don't know anything else, which comes to haunt them later on because they all want to be successful. They all want to be, I mean, I'm talking about male teens. They all want the admiration of women. They all want to be healthy and have a six pack. They want the same things. And they're trapped online and they're trapped, you know, with COVID lately and at home. And they spend so much time at home that for them, that seems natural. So we're going to take them away from all that. We do a boot camp, a three-day boot camp, where they're outside uh, seven hours every day with kids competing and learning about the enjoyment of being outdoors, adventure, sports, together with other teens. And at the same time, when they rest, we teach them life skills, fundamental life skills that took me 25 years to learn. We, we we hand it into them. So they have a starting point. So let's talk about being outdoors without screens. What will that do for yeah. teen boys? Well, it yanks them into the real world. See, the <laughs> nature, nature has a way of balancing you and harmonizing you with the real world. Just walking through the woods balances you and, and, and neutralizes you and, and makes you in harmony with the world. Uh, you know, the wise people have done that through the ages. Just being outside in nature. Uh, you get it automatically. And, um, you know, and then being physical, seeing what, what can I actually do? How can I push myself, which happens to us in basic training, 
getting pushed to the place where you go, wow, I didn't even know I could do that. I'm, there's a lot more to me than I could do. That happens in martial arts. I find out that I can actually do much more than I thought. And, I, and then with that comes confidence. With that comes peace of mind. You know, teenagers, they don't know who they are yet. You know, they get that. They get, they get it. At least we open the door into that world for them. They know it exists. Um, sometimes people go camping one time in their life, changes their whole life. And for, from that day on, they continue to go to nature for calm, peacefulness, adventure, um, balance, important stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So why is it that uh, going out into nature wakes that up in a boy? Well, you know, we come from nature. We are born from nature. Um, you know, the more we eat outside of nature, the sicker we get. The more we think outside of nature, the sicker we get. The uh, the you know the more we go away from na nature, you know we we get we we're not well because we are made in nature. You you know I look to see it, the things that make me the happiest. They are the things I'm designed to do: to be with people, to go outside, go to the beach, go for a trek. Um, you know, good conversations, laughter, all these things were designed for. And I don't get, it's very hard for me to get happy on my own, being home alone. So there's, yes, there's time for rest. Yes, there's time for, uh, you know, meditation, reflection, learning. And there's time to be with people. And when you look, and you, you look at the people that you admire the most, you look at the people that are the most successful, they probably are spend a lot of time with people and their games you know this is called game day training we talk about the games in our life you'll see that some of the most important games in your life are played with other people is i don't know of too many ways to become rich by yourself so yeah that this is this is a world we open for them and so and i'll why is it that, that boys and girls today are having such a hard time. I mean, there's more to it than just screens, brother. Well, they're having a hard time because they're they're removed from their natural environment. I mean, there's a lot of things we deal with in the world. You know, when you come in, when you come in contact with that much information, when you come in contact with that much, you know, there's bullying, there's shaming, there's a lot of things today that are happening through those channels. I get that. Yeah. Those channels definitely have their issue. And I think we've, we've, we've covered that quite well so far, but what uh -huh. else is it that in your view is, you know, challenging for teenagers today? You know, what about the messages that are coming, especially to teenage boys by society? What are your thoughts yeah. on those messages? Because they're not positive messages for young men. Yeah. 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 Well, one of the things that impact our lives is our environment and what's in fashion today. And, you know, the world is going, you know, with the me too, 
and the Black Lives Matter and the, um, you know, all these things that are in the environment today, people are walking around on eggshells thinking, well, I, I shouldn't say the wrong thing. I shouldn't do the wrong thing. Everyone's sensitive to everything. And for for boys, it's kind of not okay to be a man today. It's, I mean, it's not okay for, for boys to be a man at all. It's it's a deliberate assault on their very being. Yeah, yeah. That's part of what's in fashion today. And believe it or not, same thing for women. Women get the messages that to be a feminine, soft, sweet woman is not okay. Yeah. You have to be tough. You have to be hard. You have to be argumentative. You have to, you have to be pushy. And you, you don't take shit from anybody. That's the message to women today. Yep, it is. And they, and yeah, and they think they need to be competitive. They need to be hard. They need to do, well, anything a man can do, I can do. Well, of course you can. But is that where your heart is at? Is that what you really want to do? The opposite is with men. Men, no, you need to be softer. You need to be more sensitive. You, need, you can't talk like this. You can't <laughs> say things like that. You can't express yourself. Because that's toxic. That's toxic masculinity. Right. That's macho. You know, that's that's offensive, abusive. Like, you don't know what to do. It's bullshit. And and it's bullshit. Yeah. You 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 take away, you castrate them. Yeah. And they're confused. I've trained men that are young men in their 20s. They seem to think that the answer to everything is to be nice. No. Every if you're if you're nice and you don't get what you want, you got to be nicer. And if then you don't get what you want, well then you got to be nicer. They're completely going in the wrong direction. And of course that, we're not man. saying don't. Yeah, we're, what we're Jordan Peterson say? A nice man is not a good man. A good man is a dangerous man who has it under voluntary control. I don't want to fucking be a nice man, a nice guy, nice guy. Fuck that. Yeah, nice guy. Well, first of all, it's it's not, you know, it's made up. It's not real. There's no nice people. It's a mask we put on to get along in life and to get away from trouble. But it's you're not going to live your real life. Your real life is your self-expression. Finding out who am I? What am I up to? What juices me? And then going out and playing that game. And yeah, you know, when it's appropriate to be nice, be nice. When it's appropriate to be hard, you be hard. When it's appropriate to be expressed and take an actual stand for something. See, the biggest problem by be, with being nice is you, you just don't stand for anything. If you look at the world today and you look at the direction things are going, the fanatics extremists are the ones running the show. They are. Why? Because they're out there screaming for what they want. The rest of the sheep are busy being sweet and nice. They don't. They forget that when you're nice, you don't take a stand for anything. Yeah, you get slaughtered. You Sheep get slaughtered, bro. Get slaughtered. For you want peace in the world, you have to take a stand for it. You can't just look the other way. Yeah, I'm not a and, fan of this whole notion of you want peace in the world. I mean, fuck that. That's another load of shit. But human beings have never had peace for any <laughs> sustained period of time throughout our fucking history. This ain't heaven. This is earth. There's always going to be a competition for ascendancy. There's always going to be a competition for resources. And, you know, as long as there have been men, there's been a competition for women. And if you don't get with the program, 
you're going to get cut to pieces, cut to ribbons by those that are with the program and are ready to fight for what they want. That's a fact. And I want to teach my boys this. I don't want you to be nice boys. I don't want you to be assholes out there in the world, in this society, but don't be nice. Go after what you want. And and if what it takes to get what you want is you got to be tough and pushy and hard and fucking be that. Well, I mean, you can see that the, the successful people, that's what they do. Now, I, for one, used to live in this world of, well, you know, me first, and I'll, I don't mind stepping over people if I have to. I don't, I'm not in that world anymore. My world is harmonious. I don't mind, I, I go out there and I kick ass and I, to get what I want, I just, I'm not going to take advantage, lie, cheat, scam anybody. No, 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 I, that's bullshit. You don't want to yeah. do that, but you also don't want to get pushed around by the world either and just put up with somebody trying to do that to you. That's fucked up. Absolutely. Absolutely. I go on a date and the women out there are testing me. Are you a real man? Are you a real man? And if I if I fold and I become soft and nice, they leave. Because instinctively they know that's not a strong man I can count on. I need a man that will protect me and provide for me. And why learn that in your 30s and 40s? Why? Why you spend 20 years failing and being confused and going around in circles when you can learn that when you're 15? And yes, you will have to work at it and develop it, but at least you'll walk in the right direction. There's a big difference between walking around in circles and taking steps in the direction of the man you want to be and the life you want. Very, very two different lives. We want to put them on a path that they will, they, they themselves will want to take steps in the direction they want to go. Because they'll smell it, they'll taste it. They'll want to compete, they'll want to win. And they'll want to take other people with them. You know, you can you can inspire people People are can can you when you walk down the street, they can point to you and they can say, I want to be like that. This man is is a good citizen. He he contributes to to uh to society, to the community. And he's he's he will not back down from anything. He'll go and get what he wants. It it's all together. Right on. So um here's here's the thing, right? How do you get a teenage boy to not want to distract himself with bullshit like, you know, drinking and smoking weed and doing drugs and partying till late and getting up late and not focusing on his goals? How do you get him to, like, see that that's a road to nowhere fast? Yeah. You have to invent another game. They... That's the only game they know. That's the only game they know. I remember the time when I used to think if I could just make a lot of money and get a lot of girls, that's the best life you can have. I remember those days. And if I don't take care of me, nobody's going to take care of me. So I'm just, all I have to do is go out and make a lot of money and get a lot of girls. And I don't see, what else is there? Like, what else is there? That's the world most of them live in. And I remember uh, at 15, 16, 17, I used to go into the woods and sit there and cry because I didn't think there's anybody that I could talk to. 
I remember this. I mean, my parents were the last people I wanted to go talk to. And adults don't understand anything. And, the, you know, there were some other cool kids that I could talk to, but I never actually knew that I could really say what's deep inside of me. And then when I did my first uh, transformational program, the first thing that knocked me off my seat was these people are actually telling the truth about themselves. They're actually opening up and telling, and I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one that's suffering. I'm not the only one that's afraid. I'm not the only one that have doubt. I'm not the only one that don't know how to approach a girl. It, everyone's like that. So what they do is, what we do is we invent a new game for them. And that game is not about immediate gratification. It's not about what you eat and what you smoke and what you drink and how much sex you have. Uh, it's the game of who are you and who do you want to be in this world? Like, what do you, what really makes you happy? Because all drinking and smoking is, is hiding the pain, hiding the suffering. I don't know who to talk to. I don't know what to, I don't know what else to do to feel good. Because I used to feel good when I was four and five, I was in heaven. And then now that I'm transferring into the, the world of adults, it doesn't seem that great to me. I don't want to be like my parents. I don't want to be like society. I don't want to be, you know, poor and, and this and that. And I don't want to end up being a liar and a, and a con artist. They don't know where to go. We invent a new game for them. That's how you do it. And when the new game is more appealing than the old game, they themselves are going to want to go at it. Once I was introduced to soccer, I, nobody had to talk me into going to play soccer. I did it on my own. I loved it. Yeah. And, you know, we had Boy Scouts. At some point in my life, I, had, I spent a year or two in Boy Scouts. I was begging my parents to go. There's people my age, they go do fun things, adventure, they go on trips. Hey, I want to go do that. That's yeah. the answer. It's not yeah. by talking to them and telling them that these things are bad. They don't care about bad. You know, drinking's bad, smoking's bad. Hey, when I'm 15, I can smoke and drink all day. I'm, I'm still going to wake up tomorrow and feel great. It's not that information that makes a difference. It's the experience of creating a new game for them that they are excited about, that they want to play. They just don't know it yet. You said something that I want to delve into. You said that when you were a teenager, the last people you wanted to talk about was your parents. But obviously yeah. as a father to teenage boys, I want them to come to me first. Yeah. Uh, and how, as a father do I get my boys to want to come talk to me first well that's that's an art you know that's an art because you're on one hand you're a disciplinary disciplinary parent you're parenting on the other hand you want them to feel safe to tell you anything without being punished or yelled at or criticized or judged so first of all you know the the most important thing about parenting is to know when to stop 
at the age of 15, we don't parent teens anymore because they're not children. So parenting them after the age of 15 insults them. You can still keep the rules of the house, but you don't tell them what to do. They're not children anymore. You can guide them if they want to, but the days of telling them what to do or what not to do is over. You've done everything you could when they were children. That's something the parents need to know. Uh, now, creating a safe environment for them, for them to come and talk to you about these type of things, that's an art, you know? You can bring it up You can and you can share about yourself. You can share about your challenges. You can share about your challenges as a teen. You can be honest with them. Tell them what it's like to be you. That usually gets people to open up and talk about themselves. I'm not Superman. I'm not a, I'm not um, a perfect person. I'm challenged the same way as everyone else. Just yeah. my, you know, it breaks my heart to watch my kids having to go through the same suffering that I have. Um, and I would, I, I would really like to spare you of as much of it as possible because I've gone yeah. through that path. Well, I got to say, I'm going to push back. I mean, I'm not going to let my 17-year-old or my 15-year-old go out there and stay up all night and drink or smoke. There's some things they're going to have to do. My house, my rules. That's the way it is. And, you know, yeah. old school fathers would 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 see things the same way as I do. Um but I am very interested in finding a way to reach them uh, and not have to find out that they did something really stupid that could screw up their life. That's what I'm interested in as a father. But they got to live according to a set of rules. It's not going to be do whatever the hell you want in my house. That's for damn no. sure. No, no. Parenting is distinct from rules. Uh, you live in the house, you have rules. I mean, I live in my own house. I have rules for my own house. And my rule is you respect the house. It's not about even me. You respect the house. The house is clean. The house is quiet. You respect anyone, you know, that's in the house. I respect my dog that's in the house. You know, he eats properly. He, he rests properly. He goes for a walk. I respect it. That's part of living in the house. Telling them what to do. I remember at that age, the more my parents told me what to do, the more I rebelled and the more I did the opposite. So there's, there's two different things, two different things about it. And the question is really, what are you going to tell them or what are you going to do with them that actually makes a difference? Not because, hey, I did my job. I told you, don't drink. What does that even mean? Don't drink. So what? No, no, forget about that, man. But listen, these kids need to get good marks in school. I'm not going to have them come stay home and not, not, uh, not do schoolwork. And I'm not yeah. going to have a kid uh, in my house that's drinking and getting stoned. That's just not going to happen. No, no, absolutely. Well, so there's things, there's uh that's a very good point. There's things that you have to give them as a parent by law, right? You have to give them shelter, you have to give them food. Uh, and you have to give them a safe environment to live in. Everything else is a bonus, okay? You don't have to give them a phone. You don't have to give them an allowance. You don't have to take them on trips. You don't have to take them to a ball game. That's not, you don't have to do that. They can earn that. They can yeah. earn those. So, and I, and I, I did mostly, mostly because my parents were very middle-class and they didn't have to give me. 
So if I wanted stuff that was bonus extra, I had to earn it. I have to do chores around the house. I have to be home on time. There's forget about smoking, drinking in the house or, you know, all that stuff. That was just part of the house rules. Parenting is distinct from that. You know, anywhere, like when you get married, there's going to be house rules, you know, with your wife. Uh, you live with anybody, any anybody, there's house rules. Otherwise, you're, you're living in hell and it, it's a mess. So, yeah, that's you good. know. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, ha having teenage sons is fantastic. It's a blessing and it's a challenge yeah. at the same time. It's important for me to, to be involved in their lives, give them some freedom to do what they need to do, but also make sure they don't fuck their lives up too much. You know? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you can do, you can be a good father. That's, that's what you can do. Um, everything else, you know, there's, there's the part about letting go and letting them be their own people, which they're going to do anyways. Yeah, just a are. matter of, just a matter of time. And, and that's actually very empowering because you cannot have a crutch. You cannot lean on your dad your whole life. At some point, you have to be self-sufficient. You have to take yeah. care of you. It's just that when they get the, when they get the proper tools, uh, at, you know, when they grow up, they have a much, much, much better chance of being uh, good citizens for themselves, for their community, for everybody. And being good dads themselves and good husbands. So uh, the training is that giving them that advantage to know, hey, there is something out there that you can do for you to be successful. And, you know, I don't think as much as I love doing it, I don't think it's for everyone. You know, some, some teens is not going to be for them. It's going to be for the ones that are really driven and they really want to excel in life. They want to be like the, the Navy SEALs of life. You yeah. got to go through the training to be a Navy SEAL. You're not just going to be born like that. And some of the teens are going to quit. Some of the uh, uh, teens are not going to be interested. They're way too comfortable with their screens. And uh, some teens are going to be excited. You know, I want that advantage. I want that edge. I want to be successful. I don't want to do life the hard way. I don't want to take 30 years to figure it out. By that time, you lost your youth. By the time you got some, some knowledge and wisdom, you, you, you don't have your youth anymore. So that to me is a, is a pretty, um, is a good cause, what we're up to. Amen. It's been a very interesting and enlightening conversation from my point of view. Uh, Nikash, uh, how do folks find out about the program and how to sign up and all that jazz? Well, the first, our first training weekend is going to be in March. Uh, we're going to start doing parents' nights. I am actually, you're the first one that actually is hearing about this officially. Uh, we have the websites, the, the the Facebook page, the flyers. It's all this week, it's all going to be put together and we'll be able to send this out with all the details. And uh, we're going to do parents' nights. And uh, parents are going to come in. Obviously, they're going to be interested in what is this thing about. And we're going to tell them 
for a couple of hours exactly what we're going to do with their teens. And they'll have a choice whether they want to register or not. And um, we'll take it from there. Awesome. All right. We'll make sure that um, as soon as you've got that information handed over to me, make sure it gets disseminated in the show notes. Thanks for coming on the show, Nakash. We'll have you back to talk about more issues that are germane and relevant for men. But this was an important conversation. As a father of teenage boys, I wanted to have this conversation for my own sake and let people listen in. Catch you on the flip side, my brother. Thank you for listening to the Sovereign Man Podcast. If you're ready to take charge of your life and become the man you've always wanted to be, we invite you to join the movement at SovereignMan.ca.